Welcome to the teaching ministry of Temple Baptist Church. While we hope you can join us in person, our prayer is that this message will encourage you to love God and serve Him in a deeper way. Well, good morning. As Dave was saying, my name is Andrew. I've been interning here since uh, September, and it's just been a great time. Um, here's, here's a fun story for you from, from my internship. Uh, it actually goes all the way back to my first day. Uh, back in September, um, I was all excited to finally start my internship here at Temple. And uh, if you remember back in September, Donald was also just starting at the church here. And so it was my first day, I get all excited, geared up, ready to go, come to the church, and Donald is standing in the lobby of the office there. And he says to me, good morning. I said, oh, good morning. He goes, you must be the guy here to fix the photocopier this morning. <laughs> Let's just say the photocopier still isn't fixed, but it's been a great nine months of interning here. So let me start off this morning by asking you a quick question. Um, what would you do if the fire alarm went off this morning? What would you do if the fire alarm went off? Some of you are thinking, wow, that is such a silly question. I would be out of this building so quick if the fire alarm went off. Some of you are thinking, uh, if the fire alarm went off, I would probably go check on my kids, make sure they're okay, make sure they get out of the building okay, make sure everything's fine. Some of you are probably thinking, you know what, it's those silly kids down there pulling the fire alarm, there's nothing going on. What about, what about if you were at home and the fire alarm went off? Do you guys have uh, like a safety plan, a, a meeting spot? Or when you hear the fire alarm go off at home, are you just like, what's my wife cooking for dinner tonight, you know? <laughs> Let me tell you about a time in my life when the fire alarm went off. Uh, my family, we were on a, a trip. We were on a cruise down to the Bahamas. Uh, we had just spent the day ashore on the beach there, tanning, swimming, relaxing. It was a great day. We had spent uh, some time there and had headed back onto the ship. The ship had left port and we were, um, the four of us, my mom and sister were getting ready for dinner, my dad was reading, and I was taking a nap. Well, all of a sudden, the fire alarm on this ship starts going off, and the four of us have a completely different reaction. My little sister just kinda keeps doing what she's doing, I don't know. My mom's like, oh, I'm sure it's fine, no big deal. I'm in the middle of my nap, like I wake up and I'm like, whatever, back to bed, right back to my nap, and my dad, my dad does this. Get your shoes on, we're going to the safety station. If this ship is on fire, we are not going down on this ship. Let's go, we're out. <laughs> now let me ask you this, how do you react when, when God sounds the alarm in your life? When God calls you to do something? Do you react by ignoring what God asks you to do? Or do you jump into action and step up when God challenges you to do something? This morning we're gonna be looking at a guy in, in Joshua chapter one, if you have your Bibles you can turn there, we're gonna be taking a look at Joshua's life. Joshua's just a normal guy like you and I, and he finds himself in some challenging situations. Joshua's story starts during the time of Moses, when Moses is leading the Hebrew people out of slavery. If you have your Bibles and you're in Joshua 1 there, we're gonna read 1 to 9. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people, get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot as I promised, Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert of Lebanon and from the great river of the Euphrates, all the Hittite country, to the great sea on the west. No one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. 
As I was with Moses, so I'll be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous, because ah, you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night, so you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. You see, the first thing Joshua did when the alarm went off in his life was receive what God was telling him and step up. We see this right in verse two. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people, get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land that I'm about to give to them, to the Israelites. You see, after Moses has died, God now sounds the alarm in Joshua's life. He's gonna challenge him to possess the land that Moses has been leading the people to. The problem is, this isn't an easy task for Joshua. Joshua's been traveling with these people and he knows all their weaknesses and their struggles and he knows it's not gonna be easy. You see, you and I, we've been here before too. When, when God's laid something out and we feel as though God is sounding the alarm and we have the choice to step up and take action or step back and let fear take over. Maybe you get a promotion at work and you're now the big boss. Or maybe you have a child or a teenager, maybe even a grandchild, and you have new ways to lead in your family. Or maybe you have a big financial decision coming up. You see, life is full of step-up moments. And when these moments come, God wants us to be people that step up. You see, God loves us and has a plan for us. And if we could see this plan for our lives, it would blow our minds. You see, here, Joshua, he's been wandering in the desert and he's heard up, grown up hearing these stories about the promised land. And, and there's gonna be an opportunity for him to step up. You see, his people are approaching the land of Canaan, and Moses is going to send in 12 spies to the land to check it out. They go in, and Moses says, I want a full report, every detail you could imagine. I want to know everything about that land. And so these 12 spies head off, and they go on their, on their little mission there, and 10 of them come back. 10 of them come back, and, and they report, the land is amazing. It's everything you can imagine. It's perfect, but there's one problem. There's giants there, and we're, there's no way we're gonna take over. And you see, right here, we see one of the biggest things that holds us back when God sounds the alarm, and that is fear. They were afraid. They were afraid of what they saw. But here's the thing. This is a huge moment for Joshua. Joshua has the opportunity to step up. Joshua goes in, he was one of the 12, and he spies out the same land, sees the same things, and he comes back to Moses with his report, but his report is a little different. You see, his report, he factored in God, because he knew that there was nothing he could do on his own to take over that land, but with God's help, they would be able to do it. Here's the thing, when the time comes, we need to remember God. We can't focus on the obstacles that are going to get in our way. We can't focus on what's to come, but instead we need to remember God. We need to focus on God because God is bigger than any obstacle we are going to face. When God sounds the alarm in our life, we need to step up and see God in our situation. The second thing we need to do when God sounds the alarm in our life is remember that who God is 
matters more than who we aren't. We need to remember that who God is matters more than who we aren't. I recently met a guy who's a professional consultant. He helps people with their business. He maybe helps athletes, actors, actresses, and he wants to try and help them perform at their best, at their top level. So I asked his advice. Hey, what would you tell people who are trying to be step-up people, people who are maybe facing challenges in life? And this is how he answered. The number one piece of advice I would give is try and figure out who are you? Who are you? He explained it this way. Back in the day, uh, some people used to have an adjective that went with their name, like Alexander the Great, Richard the Lionheart, or Winnie the Pooh. And <laughs> he said that one of the most important questions someone can answer is what goes in that blank? Who are you? Andrew the what? Andrew the blank, who am I? What word goes there to describe you? And you see, it's a big deal because what I think should fill in that blank is gonna determine whether or not I'm ready to step up when God calls. There's a huge difference in between, for me, thinking I'm Andrew, a college graduate, I can preach a sermon versus I'm just Andrew, another guy, I, I can't do it, you know? And who you think you are impacts everything about your attitude and your performance. And this is the position Joshua finds himself in here. Joshua's trying to figure out who he is. And who am I? Who are you? And how you answer this will determine whether or not we're ready to step up. How Joshua answers this was whether or not he was ready to step up. It looks like Joshua starts to do what all of us do when, when, when God comes with, to us with a plan. Or for those of you who aren't sure about God or his plan, Joshua starts to do what many of us do when life comes at us, with opportunities that could affect our future. He begins to focus on who he's not. He's too worried about who he isn't. He isn't Moses, he isn't the great leader. He isn't a miracle worker. He really isn't all that old or all that smart. He doesn't necessarily have it all together. Does that sound familiar? We do this all the time. We tell ourselves how we aren't that good or we aren't that successful. We spend a lot of time thinking about who we aren't, what we can't do, or maybe what we haven't accomplished. And the truth is, I bet most of us aren't sure how we would answer the question of who we are. Because we have taught ourselves to only see who we're not. And as long as that's true, we're not ready to step up and be who we're hoping to be to be who God wants us to be. In fact, we're gonna be missing out on who God has created us to be. Maybe we start to compare, which might lead to insecurity, or jealousy, or maybe even discouragement. Or maybe we start to compensate. When people feel like they're lacking in one area, they work really hard to make themselves look better somewhere else. People are willing to cross line and compromise what they think is right and wrong in order to feel better about themselves. Here in verses six to nine, Joshua is gonna need help. He needs to figure out who he is and God repeats a phrase three times for him to try and help him out. Be strong and courageous. He says it three times. He's trying to get the point across to Joshua. He wants Joshua to understand this. What's neat is he's not selling this Joshua because he has a certain set of skills He's not necessarily the best looking or anything like that, but it is 
because of what God is able to do in our lives. It was because of what God could do in Joshua's life. The thing is that who God is is more than enough to fill in the blank in Joshua's life. Who God is is more than enough to fill in the blank in each one of our lives. In fact, it's really the only thing that matters at the end of the day. He was Joshua, the strong and courageous leader. Not because he was great, but because God is great and he was with Joshua. When God sounds the alarm, keep going because God knows what he's doing. I don't know about you, but as I was growing up, my, my parents would ask me to do chores around the house. Maybe, hey, go cut the grass. Hey, set the table for dinner. Hey, maybe do some laundry. And I would always say, why? Why do I have to do that? And I would always get the same answer. And if you're a parent in here, you've probably used the same answer. Because I said so. Like, what is that? Is that like a blank check you parents get to use to get us kids to do like chores? Like, it's ridiculous. But the thing is, it's, it can be frustrating being told what to do. And, and there'll be times where this will happen with God. He'll ask us to do stuff and we'll say, why? Why me? Maybe when God sounds the alarm in your life, you don't actually hear him say anything. Maybe it's you're sitting in a sermon or maybe you're sitting in the car listening to a sermon or maybe it's in your daily devotions or through worship and you just feel what, what's being said that day is coming straight to your heart. It's coming straight for you. Maybe it's something God is asking you to do. Maybe it's a way he's asking you to live. Maybe he's asking you to avoid something or setting a goal for you. And when God asks us to do something, sometimes it just doesn't make sense. And this is gonna happen for Joshua. If you're still in Joshua there, chip, flip over to chapter six. Chapter six, verse two to five. Then the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands, along with its king and its fighting men. March around the city once with all armed men. Do this for six days. Have seven priests carry trumpets of ram's horns in front of the ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times with the priests blowing the trumpets. When you hear them sound a long blast on the trumpet, have all the people give a loud shout, then the wall of the city will collapse and the people will go up, every man straight in. Could you imagine what the Israelites are thinking here? Okay, okay, God, let me get this straight. You want us to walk around that city, show and play some trumpets, and that wall's gonna fall down. Like, okay, we know you're busy up there. Uh, how about you sleep on that game plan and come back to us in a few days with something else, okay? How's that sound? But this is where the story hits home for us. Maybe God has sounded the alarm for something in your life and, and you just feel like it just seems so crazy. Maybe it seems different. Or maybe it seems like it's not the right way. But I love what Joshua does here. He doesn't let the craziness or the uncertainty or even the unlikeliness keep him from doing it. He doesn't let these people who he's been leading who probably think their new leader has lost his mind, he doesn't let that stop him either. And you see, when God sounds the alarm for Joshua, he trusts God and keeps going. Look in verse 20, it tells us what happens. When the trumpet sounded, the army shouted, and at the sound of the trumpet, when the men gave a loud shout, the wall collapsed, so everyone charged straight in, and they took the city. Like, it actually worked. What God told them to do, walking around this city and keep walking, they do it, and God does what he said he would do. And here's when Joshua learns what happens when we obey God. He learns that God knows what he's doing. 
God doesn't need our advice. God doesn't need us to ask for plan B because God's plan A is better than anything we could ever come up with on our, by ourselves. God knows what he's doing in our lives, whether it comes to our friends, our kids, our jobs, maybe even our future. You see, his understanding and ability when it comes to these things we are facing is far bigger than our own. It's far bigger than our understanding. When these hard times come, we need to keep walking, keep obeying God, keep trusting that he knows what he is doing. When God sounds the alarm and and we do what he asks, we're not gonna regret it, we won't. The reality is that God wants to involve us in his work. He wants us to witness what he's doing. And it is better that we just trust God right from the start. And like Joshua, we need to factor God into our report. It changes everything. When we factor God into our lives, we are able to be people that step up. Factoring God into our lives simply means that when you see a challenge, you decide that God is bigger than your fear. It also means that you can trust that God is bigger than the outcome. I'm not sure what God is sounding the alarm in your life for today. Maybe you're here today and thinking, I've been going to church my whole life. And that's great, but God is calling you, maybe God is calling you to serve in new ways. Maybe God's calling you to serve in new areas of your life. Or maybe you're here and you're thinking, God has already sounded the alarm in my life. I'm in the middle of something. And I want to encourage you, keep on pressing on towards whatever it is God has called you to. Continue to trust in him. Continue to keep walking. Maybe what God is asking you may sound crazy. Maybe it sounds different. I bet you Joshua thought it was pretty crazy. I bet you he thought it sounded pretty wild to walk around a city and the idea that it would just collapse. But he does it because God said so. He does it because God told him to. We have no idea what might come out of our consistent obeying. We don't know what God could do with our obedience over time. Maybe your kindness to a friend could be the turning point in their life. Or maybe your integrity could catch the eye of your boss. Maybe your forgiveness could change the heart of a person who's hurt you. Or maybe your wise decisions, your wise choices, could be the catalyst for someone else to stop making bad choices. But we're never gonna know if we don't do it. We don't know what we're missing out on if we quit. When we keep pushing towards what God is calling us to, we can trust that God is paying attention to us. He's paying attention to what's going on in our lives, and God has something in mind for each one of us. He's God, and he knows what he's doing. So keep trusting him. That's what God wants for you. He wants you to learn to obey him. When it seems crazy, keep going, because it pays off. It always pays off when we step up and obey. Maybe today the alarm's going off for the first time, and I want you to know that God loves you and has a plan for your life. This plan for your life is so crazy, it's so important that God sent his son to die for you so that you could have a relationship with him. Jesus died so that we could know him and trust him. The God who created us, the God who created everything, is inviting you to step up and step into the plan he has for your life. And part of that plan is knowing that who God is matters more than who we aren't. God wants us to live a full life, a life of epic proportions, and you know how you get there? You start by obeying. If you want an epic life, like Jesus describes for us, you start by listening to God, the God who made you, the God who made life to begin with. There's no telling what might be waiting for us, but we have to keep going and trusting in God. 
Keep obeying and keep persevering. As you head out today, think about where you find yourself thinking, man, what is God asking me to do? Maybe this is crazy. I can't believe he wants me to do this. And maybe in those moments, you need to talk to a pastor, talk to a friend, talk to a family member, try and get some advice on it. But remember what Joshua says here. Remember what God is telling Joshua. Keep going, keep obeying, keep persevering. Be strong and courageous. Because you know what? God knows what he's doing, even when it doesn't seem to make sense in our life. Keep going and trusting in him. Let's pray. Father, thank you for today. Thank you that we have the opportunity to come into your house to worship. And thank you for youth that have been given so many different gifts, God. I pray, God, that we would just be people who step up, people who in challenging times turn and trust you and keep walking, God. Thank you for today 